Make sure all seats are in the upright position and trays are put away before we take off. KR Media proudly presents Kingdom Rock Radio with your Bible teachers, Pastor Mark A. Stroud. I'm looking to what the Lord Jesus has in his hand for me. And Pastor Suniko Stroud. With God on their side, they were stronger than anybody. Get the latest downloads from our website. You can download today's message as an MP4, MP3, or simply download the Kingdom Rock app to your mobile devices from the iTunes Store or Android Market. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center in Bremen, Georgia. And remember, Jesus is Lord. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to start a whole new series. This series is entitled, Buy Here, Pay Here. That's right, we're going to break the spirit of poverty. Today's message is part number one of that series. It is entitled, Buy Here, Pay Here. So buckle your seatbelts, get ready, because here comes the rich word of God. Well, tonight I'm very excited very 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 excited about what the Lord has given me uh, to give you to you tonight once again I I just appreciate the Holy Spirit so much for being in full control he supplies the diet for our ministry he supplies our diet he supplies the seed that is to be put in the rich soil of our hearts remember there are four conditions of the heart can anybody tell me one condition of the heart. All right, that's true. That is number two. That is a stony heart. Am I telling another condition? There are four conditions of the heart. Oh, uh, that's right. Among thorns. Among thorns. Wayside was right. That was the first one. And what's the other one? Very good, very good. Good ground. So God is faithful to sow the seed. Remember, a farmer sows seed because he want to get some fruit. Right? So whatever the Lord puts out, whatever he gives out, it's our responsibility to take that in as good ground. Not to resist it. Not to say no like stony ground. Don't let stuff in this world choke it out of us. But let that word just sit on our hearts and speak about it, talk about it, and uh, find ourselves doing that word. Amen. Sunday morning, we um, talked about what was that one word I said over and over again? You got to do what to yourself? Anybody remember? You have to examine. Examine yourself. Somebody said, oh, I knew that. I just forgot. Don't let that devil steal it. You got to examine yourself, right? Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. So we've been talking about this uh, uh, for a while. Talk about that Sunday. Talk about that for the last few weeks, right? All right. So the importance of the seed is when God says a word, if we talk about healing, let that word of healing fall on good ground. Guess what you're going to get out of that? You're going to get some healing, right? Right? If the word comes that says, hey, you got to forgive. You got to forgive your neighbor. You got to forgive your neighbor. If we let it sit on our heart, what what will we be able to do? We'll be able to forgive. All right? Because he said his word will not return unto him void, 
but it's going to accomplish the thing that he sent it forth to do. Right? It's going to do it. And I'm so pleased, pleased tonight that the Lord is sending us a seed. There's that seed falling from heaven. There's a cloud there. He's sending us a seed to our rich ground. And this seed has some money in it. Thank you, brother. This seed has some money in it. So Lord is sowing tonight a, a seed of money. Praise the Lord. Amen. A harvest that is going to bring up if we take hold of the word. So I'm not sure how long we're going to be in this particular series. But here's the seed that God is sending down and it's going to produce a tremendous harvest. Hallelujah. Now, man, the preacher can can try to go on. Preachers can go online and get messages or they can talk to their buddies and see what's good to preach about. Or, you know, you can go on the news and see what's on the news. OK, I need to preach about that. That's in the news. Or we can do this. Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to feed your people? Now, only one of those things I just talked about has power. When the man of God does this, go, oh God, give me a word, feed your people, feed your people, feed your people. And that's the one that God stands behind. So as the Lord is going to deal with us about money, it's going to produce the harvest in our lives. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, yes, yes. Remember, the fruit that God grows on us is for us. We're the fruit tree. God sends the fruit out, right? And other people get to eat it off of you. You get to produce the fruit and other people will uh, we'll also begin to get some blessing out of it. All right. So let's just go ahead and get started tonight. Uh, I don't really want to be. I think we can go maybe about 30 minutes tonight. Lord willing, and just really get into here. So tonight we're going to speak from the subject of. Uh, from the subject of. By. Well, let me do it. Let me do it this way. Does somebody know what I'm about to say? No. OK. How about this? By here, pay here. By here, pay here. That's the series we're really going to be getting into starting tonight. By here, pay here. I'm going to give you some scriptures. We're going to look, first of all, at the book of Ecclesiastes. The ninth chapter, Ecclesiastes 9. I'll give you a moment to find that in your Bibles. Buy here, pay here. So really this series is going to be dealing with uh, two major words. Two major words, and I'm sure there will be others. But one word is poor, and the other word is poverty. Poor and poverty. Uh, really, I guess three words. Wealth. Someone says, oh, it's one of these prosperity messages. Well, the, actually, the Bible is a book of prosperity, but it is not our main goal to get you money so you can buy a lot of stuff. That is not what God is saying in the least. All right. But we cannot throw the baby out with the bath order, so to speak. OK, God has a word, has a message in here, and he's going to cause us to rise from where we are really uh, to be great blessings uh, 
in our own family into the kingdom of God. But we have to start from where we are here. All right. So here again, we said that the subject is buy here, pay here. And by, um, you know, these are the type of car lots. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with them. Please hear what I'm saying, okay? But normally at the buy here, pay here lot, you're going to be paying a whole lot more. You're going to be paying uh, a great deal of interest, great deal of interest. And you probably, after the period or term is over, you would probably pay for that car twice, at least twice. Uh, but the, the goal of the enemy, now we'll see here that poverty and uh, poor, poor and poverty, these are two words that really identify with this one word here. Poverty and poor really ident- identify with a curse. Okay? And wealth or riches identifies with blessings. Okay, you see a man under a bridge, you think something's wrong, or what did he do wrong? You don't, even, you don't immediately go to, oh, he's so blessed. You see someone driving up the street, or somebody comes to drive in the church in a new car, or they got a, um, you know, some new clothes, they say, we immediately begin to think, oh, you're blessed, oh, you're so blessed, you're so blessed, you're so blessed, Right? There are words associated. Poverty and poor really speaks about a curse. There's nothing blessed, blessed in poverty or being poor. Nothing, it's not a blessed state. Okay? Wealth or riches, that's a blessed state. Uh, we know this even from the very beginning with Adam and Eve. God didn't put Adam and Eve in a, in a wilderness or a desert. He put them in a garden. Uh, that had uh, the onyx stone, all these fancy stones, the diamonds, the rubies, and gold and silver, all of that right there in the garden. He placed them in a wealthy place, and he told them to work, get busy. Okay? Uh, Jesus came, of course, he said, I've come that you may have life and have it, how? More abundantly. And God is able to do exceedingly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. He wants us to prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers. So I don't want to get into all those scriptures just yet because there are a ton of those. But tonight, I really want to focus in the next few moments about these two words, poor and poverty, and it being a curse. Okay, A curse is something that you want to stay away from. You don't want to stay in it. You don't want to gravitate toward it. And you don't want to ask family and friends to join you. Come and join me in my curse. No. Now, when you're blessed, you say, oh, come and enjoy the blessing with me. Come and enjoy the blessing with me. You don't want to say, come and enjoy the curse with me. There's no enjoyment in a curse. Right? Poverty or poverty or being poor. Here again, that's associated with being a curse. But this is something that we can also take. Like someone can take being sick. I took sick last week. I took sick. You know, and say, uh, oh, I caught a cold. What are they saying? They've granted it entrance into their lives. Okay, they granted the entrance. It came and they took it. They spoke it. Okay, they they identified with it. And they, you know, took it in. It's theirs. The same thing with 
poverty and poor. Now, these can be generational. Poverty can be generational. Okay? Just like um, uh, there are certain other curses that can also be generational. But these are things that we take in. Now, there's a difference between being in poverty and being poor. We're going to talk about those, okay? I pray this will, will help us tonight. But here again, uh, so buy here, pay here lots, paying absorbent prices, you know, that is gold, or rather that is targeted not toward the rich and wealthy, that is targeted toward the poor, okay? Uh, these payday loans, that's not targeted toward the rich and wealthy, that's targeted toward the poor, Right? Sing the word free, you get this free, you get this free. That's not targeted toward the rich and wealthy. That's targeted toward the poor. Yes, it is. The rich and wealthy man is not caring about no frees that I can pay for myself. Okay, but these are things, marketing strategies that are aimed at the poor. To keep, to rob the poor and give it to the wealthy. Okay. Uh, get it today, pay tomorrow. If you got money, why would you care about um, uh, paying for it tomorrow? Why not just get it today? You get it today and you pay today. If you have money, why would I want to draw it all out for 24 months, 36 months, no interest, no payment, all that stuff? Why not just whip out my checkbook and write your check for the furniture now? It's not aimed toward those that have wealth. It is aimed toward the poor, to rob the poor and give it to the wealthy. You hear me? Okay, but the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Well, that is the righteous just. That is the just that are good stewards over what God has given. Are you understanding? All right, so let's talk about those things. Uh, tonight. Now, there is a book. This will help you really bring things into focus. There's a book. This is a real book. It is called How to Make It on a $100,000 a Year Salary. How to Make It. Now, to me, that sounded that sound really absurd. Someone would say, How to Make It. Here's my book, How to Make It on a $100,000 a Year Salary. How to Make It. I want to show you the keys on how to make it. How to make it on a $100,000 a year salary. Doesn't that sound absurd? Does that sound absurd to you? Sound crazy to you? Maybe they need to write how to make it on a $20,000 a year salary. Then we could say, okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. But the general principle of this is the more people make, the more people spend. And if we're not faithful, you know, you, let's say you pay off this this car or you pay off that house or you pay off that credit card, you pay this off, you pay that off. Then we think, oh, I've got extra money. And so we begin to consume this with something else or they get a raise on a job. Another ten dollars an hour, five dollars an hour. Oh, I've got more money. So now, hey, I can afford to buy that car. I can afford to buy now a bigger house. So what's happened? That money is now consumed too. And so eventually we read a book. How, Lord, am I going to make it on a $100,000 a year salary? Because I bought the plane, but I got to 
purchase rent for the hangar. I got to I got to buy jet fuel now. I got to I bought the car, but the 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 car the the insurance policy is so much. I got the hundred. I got the Mercedes, but you know, but to repair it, it's so much. How in the world can I make it? I'm in debt now. Okay, that's that you can be rich, but still have a poverty mentality. This is why a lot of lottery winners, a lot of lottery winners, six months to a year or three years down the line, go bankrupt. Why? They got money, but they didn't handle it. Yes, ma'am. Wait, hold on. Here we go. All right. What were you reminded about? We uh, had seen this clip on the news that it was not uncommon for professional athletes uh, to be broke uh, just a very few years after they've stopped playing whatever sport they're in. Something like two to three years later, it was not uncommon for them to be broke, poor, not have any money at all after making all those millions, I guess. Million dollar contracts. And then they're still poor. You can have wealth, but have a poverty mentality. Okay? So what we want to do is, I want to show you the difference, if I pray we get to it, difference between being poor and being impoverished or having a poverty mindset. Okay? Let me show you something here. Ecclesiastes 9. Ecclesiastes 9. And we're going to read verse 13, if you would. Pastor Miko, why don't you read for me, since you still have the mic. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 13 through 16. I want you to really listen to what this says. Here, Solomon, the wisest man on the earth there, God made him wise. Wisest man that ever lived, of course, except for the Lord Jesus Christ. God gave him, Solomon, a supernatural wisdom. And here's something that Solomon observed. But here again, even though he was wise, he sure, surely did make a whole lot of mistakes. Okay? All right, let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 13, 14, 15, and 16. Go ahead. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There was a little city and a few men within it, And there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city, yet no man remembered that same poor man. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Isn't that something? A poor man's wisdom is despised. I don't want to hear what you have to say. And his words are not heard. This man had, this poor man had the wisdom to deliver his whole city. And they listened to him. I guess because no one else had the, an idea of how to, how to help. Remember, this is a small city, a few people, and this great king came against it to besiege the city. To besiege, of course, means that they were going to cut off the resources from the city. Nothing was going to go in the city. Nothing was going to come out of that city. 
the king that we could say the evil king here wanted to starve everybody out. Wouldn't let anything come in, wouldn't let anything go out. If you don't think that's bad, think about being stopped up in your bowels. All right, got that out the way. Or think about a, a pond when nothing goes in and nothing goes out. It's stale, it's stagnant. It's going to dry up, it's going to stink, it's going to fester. So this king, evil king here, he stops anything from coming into the city in, in the hopes of destroying all life within that city. But there is a wise man in that city, poor, who had the wisdom to deliver the city. And it was done, but nobody remembered his name. Solomon said, OK, this is one thing I got out of that. He said, wisdom is greater than strength. Why is that? Because that small city didn't have a big army. Didn't have the strength and military might to defeat that big king, that big evil king. But they did have wisdom. They didn't know how to do it. So wisdom is greater than strength. He said, but, mm, but nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. All right. Let's say that there are two conferences going on in a major downtown hotel. Two conferences going on, and they're both about wealth. Would you go to the one uh, who is there's a there's a billion billion billionaire there, and he's going to tell all his secrets, or would you go to the one that is to the man who's fresh out of his box under the bridge? Most people would go to the man that's a billionaire because you think, hey. He's got something going on. He's got something. He, we can see the wealth on him. He must know something. Well, the poor man's wisdom is despised. Oh, you don't know anything. Why? Because we, we can't see it. We can't see. We don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to end up where you are. I want to end up where he is. Poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Even though this poor man may have more wisdom than the billionaire. But people won't want to hear it because they say he's poor. I don't hear anything. I don't want to hear what he has to say. They're not interested. Now, here again, we're talking from a world sort of view. I'm talking about people that are that are that are really saved and that know the Lord who may want to. Oh, well, let's he's here. Let's just hear what he has to say. Maybe the Lord will give him some wisdom. No, we are called to minister to the world. Are you hearing me? Jesus said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, we're going to find that difficult at times to preach to the world if we're poor and nobody will listen to us. But maybe other poor people. I wonder, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So in order for that gospel message to be preached, he's going to have to elevate us so that they will listen. Are you hearing? He's going to have to elevate us so they will listen. Did you have something? All right. 
I've noticed too sometimes even in the churches uh-huh. we can sometimes look at people because we feel like somebody don't have as much we don't feel like it's important enough to speak to that person but when we see somebody with something uh-huh. well they got out maybe they can hear uh-huh. but you know you see I mean I'm serious we see uh-huh. that a lot even at some people houses now it's like you can't pay people to go to these people houses but I, I, as I was spoke, speaking to somebody, I say they're children of God too. Mm-hmm. Just because they're not, don't have what other people do, don't mean that God counts them out. There you, know? you go. There you go. But here again, Solomon identified that block. You may have the answer, but because we may not driving it or look like it, they uh, will be resistant to hear. I've noticed even so, even in some preacher meetings, the preachers will gravitate to the one that has the biggest church. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> you have a small fellowship, they won't really want to hear what you've got to say. Okay, I'm not saying that mentality is right. We know it's wrong, but I'm telling you, it's there. It's there, and we're not going to tear it down tomorrow. Okay, so we're going to either have to be raised up to another standard or God is going to change the mentality of the world system. Now, this mentality has been along, been here since Bible days. So in order for them to hear this mentality is not going to go away in order for them to hear. He's going to have to elevate us. Okay, and we cannot be afraid of that wealth. Yes, ma'am. Sometimes people may not hear it when you're not using your own advice. If, if you're advising me, if I'm advising Sister Norma how to lose 20 pounds, and she say, I need to lose 20 pounds, and she come to me, mm-hmm. and I start trying to tell her how to lose 20 pounds, mm-hmm. is she going to pay me some attention, or is she going to look at Sister Tamika over here? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying, you know, some things is you know, right there in front of your face. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very good example as well. That's right, very good example. Uh, when I was uh, going to the gym, if I wanted advice on how to lift weights, I didn't go to the scrawny man. I went to the man that looked all big and puffed up. Why? Because, hey, I mean, man, it looks swollen, right? <laughs> because I'm thinking, hey, he knows what he's doing. The scrawny man over there lifting two pounds. He may not know what he's doing, although he, the scrawny man may have a degree yeah. in some college. But what do we do? We innately just go right over without anybody telling us, without anybody saying, ooh, go this and that and the other. We just internally go right over there. Okay, we're led by sight. Okay, that's it. That's how it is. Until we learn to control that and say, hey, wait, 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 we stop. We have to actually stop ourselves and think, well, let me go over here. Okay. And if we do that as spiritual beings, knowing the word of God, how much uh, carried away is the world going that they cannot see that other wisdom? 
Okay, so I say that again, either God will have to elevate us so that they will hear or break down this mentality. And I don't think the Lord's going to break this mentality down. It's been there since Bible times. Solomon just noticed it. and It was there before Solomon and it's still here now. Okay, so there will have to be some sort of substance that we'll have to acquire to make them listen for the purpose of them hearing. Not for the purpose of us flaunting. Oh, look at mine. I got it and you don't. <laughs> no, that's not for that purpose. The purpose is so that they will hear. You understand? You get a Mercedes, you get a BMW, you get a whatever. Somebody say, well, I don't need all that. I don't need that. Yes, you may not need that, but those that will need to hear from you will. Are y'all getting what I'm saying to you? I see your hand. Say, I don't need that kind of house. I don't need that kind of house. No, you don't need that kind of house. But if God puts it there in your path on you, then it's not for you, but it's for them so that they will hear you. I guarantee you, if a rich man, wealthy man comes to comes to the food bank and we we say he's coming. And he have a seminar on how to how to get wealthy. People have come to this place and never been here before. Never been here before. Saved, unsaved alike will flood this building. Put a poor preacher in there. And who has the wisdom? So the mentality is not going away. But. Here again, here's the shifting of the wealth, the shifting of the wealth. Lord, why are you shifting the wealth in these last days? So that people will hear. Because their ears are stopped up and they won't hear if they don't see the right thing. But here again, the wealth will be shifting to the righteous, to the righteous stewards, righteous good stewards. Because if if a poor man gets wealth, he'll flaunt it. He'll have teeth, gold teeth, all in. Not saying anything wrong with gold teeth. He'll have diamonds all in his teeth. He'll flaunt it. He'll have gold and diamonds all around his neck, looking like Mr. T. Remember Mr. T? All this gold here. He'll have a big car outside, big flashy car outside, right? Big flashy house, right? Uh, mink, right? Let me show you my wealth. Am I right about it? Amen. Let me show it to you. Why? So that you can envy me. Yes, yes. When that is not the reason that God has given us the wealth. Amen. He's given us the wealth so that they will hear. Amen. Amen. So that they will hear. But if we despise the wealth, Schaefer, if we despise and say, I don't need all that. I don't, I don't need to make that kind of money. I don't, need, I don't need to make. If we despise it, Lord, say, wait, 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 wait a minute, Norman. Wait a minute. I'm trying to give you this money so that they will hear so that you can preach to them, so that you can say something to them. So that you will have a voice. Go ahead. I can't hear you. You have turned the mic on. I still can't hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? <laughs> Is this where, like, when Paul divided 
the churches, you know, where he say one is natural because we stay by sight, you know, and then the spiritual. Is this something like when we're being carnal minded? Yes, that is definitely a carnal mind where we look at the outward but don't see the inward. Mm -hmm. But here again, we're called to preach to a carnal people mm -hmm. that only see the outward. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I can't hear you. <laughs> what are you saying? Thank you. And um, there's something else. People will see, will know, not only see, they'll know. I mm. know when he was pulled them wheel. Mm -hmm. Now look at it. Mm -hmm. He must know something. There you go. There you go. And, and then they'll be flocking to you, to your church, mm -hmm. to see what you know, mm -hmm. because they was right down there with you mm -hmm. while you was poor, mm -hmm. and they know you. Mm -hmm. Very good. So here again, the wealth, the riches, gives you a voice, makes people want to hear what you have to say. It is not for, did you want to say something? It is not so that we look all you know, whatever, right? We try to puff ourselves up. That's right. It is not for us. It's to draw them because wealth will draw. Okay? People will go to a fancy hotel. Ooh, it's so fancy. It's so nice. But I guarantee you, people will think two or three times about going through some hole in the wall. Rats and roaches on the floor and all that stuff, hotel, smells and stinks and all that stuff. No, people want to go to some place that's nice. It's nice to save. It looks good. It looks like wealth. It looks like, it looks like, I mean, like it's blessed. That's right. That's right. Are you hearing? Let's look at another scripture. But do you first of all get this first concept? Okay, now let's look at let's look at some wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs 10. Let's look at Proverbs 10. I want to show you some other things in Proverbs 10. Now here again, as you're getting Proverbs 10. I want you to know, remember about that book we just talked about a minute ago, how to make it on a 100,000 a year salary. How to make it. How in the world to make it. As in general, the more people make, the more they spend. The more people make, the more they spend. But remember, God gives us wealth for a purpose. He says in the book of Deuteronomy that he gives us the wealth that we may establish his covenant. His covenant is his will, his promises in the earth. He wants us to do his bidding. All right, so let's look at Proverbs 15, verse number 10. It says here, Proverbs, the 10th chapter, verse 15. It says here, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is his poverty. We want you to see those two words. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is is their poverty. Two separate words. 
as a general rule, uh, a person can be poor, but they may not be in poverty. But all those that are in poverty are poor. I'm going to break that down to you. Okay? Poverty means broke. It can be a temporary condition. Someone says they are temporarily out of funds. I'm broke. It's a temporary condition, meaning I know that more is coming. Temporary condition, poverty, or rather poor, being poor means broke. Temporarily without funds, it means needy. Uh, someone that has little or no money, goods, or other means of support. Don't you get this? Poor means broke. Poor means to be temporarily without funds. Donald Trump, one of the richest men in the world, has gone bankrupt two or three times, but made it all back and made it and made more. So for a moment, he was poor. But he was never, he never had a poverty mind. He was never impoverished. He was just temporarily without funds. Here again, poverty is something that we can take in like a cold or like a flu. Or the word poor, we can take in like a cold or a flu. Say, like they say, I'm sick. People can say, I'm poor. And there's a spirit that goes along with being poor or poverty. There's a spirit like there's a spirit that goes along with wealth. You can tell just as plainly, saved or not, you can tell just as well if you're going into a rich neighborhood. You, don't, you didn't get everybody's W-4s, did you, Schaefer? Or W-2s? W-2s? You didn't knock on everybody's door and ask, can you please tell me how much money you got in your bank account? No, you go into the area and you can tell, oh, this is a wealthy and affluent neighborhood. Just with your eyeballs, you can tell that. You can see that. But there's a spirit that's over that. At the same token, you can go into a neighborhood and you know it's poor. This is a poor neighborhood. Here again, you didn't ask for anybody's W-2. You didn't knock on anybody's door. Can I see what you got in your wallet? But you could see it. You can see the signs of a poor neighborhood from neighborhood to neighborhood. The, the same sort of signs are in the neighborhoods in Bremen as they are in Jamaica or in California. You can tell it. You can tell it by the same thing. You'll be able to tell the wealthy neighborhood in Bremen, wealthy neighborhood in California or Peru, wherever. You can tell it. There's a spirit. Okay? So when you talk about being poor and being in poverty, understand that this is a spirit. And we can take that thing in and we can allow that spirit to work itself out in us and we'll become like it. I hope you're hearing because we're about to close out. Here again, poor is a temporary condition. Temporary condition. I'm not going to confess that I'm poor. Why in the world would I do that? I ought to confess that I'm sick. Why in the world would I do that? I'm blessed. Amen. I'm highly favored of the Lord. Amen. Why confess doom and gloom? All right? Poverty is a state of mind. Poverty is a way of life. It is a perpetual condition of lack 
that can stem through the generations. It is a state of being unproductive. Someone in poverty is always in lack. It can be generational, meaning their mom and daddy was in lack, were in lack, and their mom and daddy were in lack. It can be generational. People can grow up in poverty, never having anything. They'll hear words, uh, many words like we, you know, often, not every once in a while, but often words like we can't afford that or we can't get that right now. Not talking about every once in a while, every, every month, but almost every day. Not talking about a new stereo, but maybe about a jug of milk. You understand what I'm saying? These are common words, common words. But this, like every other spirit, can be broken by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay? It can be broken, and it can be removed from our homes and from our lives. But we can't take it in to be ours. Don't take it in. I'm poor. I'm always going to be poor. I'm never going to have anything. No, you're taking it in. And as long as you hold it close to you, you're going to continue to have what it is having. Okay? Being poor or poverty, you'll also find, too, that these are people that hang together. Okay? Unless we're breaking out of it, we're going to hang with those that are in that same condition. Okay? Now look at, look, okay, so we see poverty and poor and poverty are two separate, two separate things. Poverty is a state of mind. It's a state of mind, way of life. Being poor is a temporary condition, broke, temporary condition. Here again. So those that are poor may not be in poverty. You can see a man that's uh, living in a little box under bridge, but have a millionaire mentality. He's not saying I'm broke. He's not saying I never have anything. He's saying I'm going to get up from here. I'm going to rise from this place. I'm going to do what it takes to get out of here. There are plenty of people that made it out of the ghetto, so to speak. Okay? So they were poor in the sense of they needed money, poor in the sense of being broke, poor in the sense of temporarily, temporary condition of not having funds, but they were never in poverty. You understand? But all those that are in poverty that have the state of mind of I'll never be anything. I'll never go anywhere. I'll always be unproductive. All of those are poor. Did you get that? Yes, yes. Did you get that? You got that? Yes. All right. So, I mean, there are a number of scriptures. I mean, man, <laughs> we could go over this all night long. Let me give you just one or two more. Proverbs 10:4. Back up a few verses. Proverbs 10:4 says, he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. The poor are lazy. Or those that have a poverty mindset are lazy. Now listen, there are some rich people that are lazy too. Okay, here again, what's in your bank account does not determine what's going on inside of your mind, inside of your heart. Okay, Jeeves, come and tie my shoes and give me some more lemonade. Oh, I'm parched. 
You can be rich and be lazy. But what this is saying is that if the poor are lazy, they're going to continue to be poor. Laziness is an identifier of one that is poor. So we need to check up on ourselves. Am I lazy? Do nothing so and so. Because if I am, I'm going to continue to be without. Okay, continue to be without. Uh, so the poor are slack. That is, they're idle. They're slowful. They're uh, not active or busy. Okay, so we got to be active. Got to be busy. Let me show you one more, then we'll stop here for tonight. This is so good. Proverbs 14 and 20. Proverbs 14 and 20. Now here again, as God sows this seed, Schaefer, as he sows us this seed, as he puts this seed in us, as he begins to change our mindset, what's happening? The wealth is beginning to gravitate to us. He says, oh, I understand now. My children understand what this money is for. My children understand that it's given, I'm giving them this wealth so that they will have a higher place to speak over people so that people will listen to them and not so that they may heap it upon themselves and say soul you have done well let's take your ease and rest we don't have to do anything else rest of our lives now no 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 these are the last days Mika these are the last days and God wants the gospel preached but if the world has a hang up about physical condition being poor not hearing poor and if he wants the gospel message to go out, he's going to have to make us rich. He's going to have to make us wealthy. He's going to have to increase us. And we're going to have to know the purpose for the money. Are you hearing? I'm, I'm so excited about this. I could jump up and hit something. Are you understanding what we're saying tonight? Let's look at this last one. Proverbs 14 and 20. I call this the crabs in a bucket verse okay talking about the poor once again we need to watch our associations okay we can love everybody but watch who you spend a whole lot of time with okay proverbs fourteen twenty says the poor is hated even of his own neighbor but the rich hath many friends you find that to be true oh yeah yeah the poor is hated even of his own neighbor, neighbor, poor, neighbor, poor. Think about neighbor, neighborhood, poor, like in house A, house A sitting right next to house B, right? Neighbor. That is people in the same condition. They're poor and so are they're poor and they're poor and they're poor and they're poor. Same poor neighborhood. And they hating on each other. How do poor people hate on each other? Hmm. Hmm. You got your, you washed your car. You think you're better than us, aren't you? Huh? Oh, you're going to school now. Who do you think you are? Oh, you got a new outfit. Oh, you miss thing now, aren't you? You think you're this. You think you're that. Hating on each other. Why? Why? This person is trying to come up. They may not be saying I'm I'm getting a new outfit. I'm washing my car. I'm trying to keep up things to make people feel bad. They're doing this because they're trying to come up. 
I'm trying to come up. And those, listen, those I've noticed is those that have a poverty mindset will hate you. But those that have a measure of wealth uh, or that are going up will rejoice with you. I tell someone, hey, I started a new business and and uh, and uh, I'm doing doing pretty good in it. And, you know, those that I've encountered that have a little money, they'll say, oh, that's great. Or, oh, that's great, Mark. You're doing very good, aren't you? They'll rejoice with me. But I'll go and tell some others. Hmm. Who do you think you are? You can clearly tell the poverty mindset and the mindset of someone, the wealthy, who's trying to go up themselves. They may even ask you, what's your secret? What are you doing? Or how can I help you? Are you hearing? But the poor mindset want to pull you back down. Don't want you to go ahead. Don't want you to grow up. And see, these are the type that we need to avoid. You minister to them, you love them, but understand the longer you stay over there, the longer you'll look like it. The longer you stay over there, the longer you smell like it. You have dinner with it, that's fine, but you go away and you get detoxed. Because you've got a plan to go. Are you hearing tonight? Oh, there's so much more, but more. But I think we're going to stop there tonight. I don't want to overload you tonight because there is so much more. But I think we got the point here tonight. I think we got the point. So tonight, as we go home, we can begin to say, Lord. Bless me with your wealth. I'll receive it. Bless me with your wealth. I'll receive that. Not that I may heap it up upon myself, but so that I may be a blessing to others and that I may be heard. Just heap, just somebody having a whole bunch of money heaping it to themselves. People don't like them. They say you're stingy. Yes, 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 yes. They say you're a miser. And you still hate it. So obviously the wealth has come so it will be heard. And so that we may be a blessing to others. So we be a blessing to others. I pray for the word of God tonight. We'll stop there. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.